There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination. Oh, yeah. That I wish that like had you. been my yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. Hey. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes. That's a lot of drive modes. Well, specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder's 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? I like to tow stuff. You don't tow anything. Yes, I do. I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. (laughs) I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit (laughs) NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hi, my name is Bill Hader, and I feel great about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends, yes I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, I had to pause briefly for this introduction because I was uh, finishing uh, chewing. Is this an Asian chicken salad? Yes. Yes, and I I didn't want to be chewing on the air. So uh, I don't even know why I mentioned this because you didn't know that I had to delay. So this is just more evidence that I'm new to this format and I desperately do need a friend. <laughs> uh, joined today by, of course, my my trusty assistant, Sona Movsesian. Hey, Sona. Hey, Conan. That salad looks really good. It is good. Mm-hmm. It's a good, uh, very good Chinese chicken salad. It's a Chinese chicken salad, yeah, but and you're I, and I, eating I took it. out a lot of the um, the fried wonton pieces. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the wontons. Yeah. Well, you're eating, but nobody else is eating. This is, I think it's important to point that out. In ancient times, the king would eat. Oh, my and God. everyone had to watch the king eat. Mm. No, I, I believe you've, have you guys eaten? No, my stomach's growling. Oh, no, I'm here's pretty Here's a guy hungry. over there who's always discontented, Matt Gorley, yeah. the uh, <laughs> podcast whiz. Do you have not eaten yet today? I haven't, no. But don't worry about me. Okay. Thanks. I'm sure you have some food <laughs> stashed in your beard. <laughs> God. Little, uh, little Tic Tacs, a uh, little bit of uh, barbecue I don't wanna... bi- bi- bison <laughs> that's been dried. What is this weird obsession with how I look? At... Are you going to single white female me? Oh. No. You mean that I will dress up like you? Yeah. So that I can sleep with uh, Henry Fonda's granddaughter? Boy, I'm not sure that's how it works. I don't know either. Peter Fonda's daughter. Yes. Why did I say Henry Fonda's granddaughter? <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> but she is that as well. She is right? that as well. I, <laughs> I mean, just, you're not wrong. I just, I just got a little more complicated than I needed to. That's all. And Jane Fonda's niece? Right. Bridget, Bridget Fonda. We could have just used her name. Yeah. yeah. Her name. You I guys like could have just said Bridget Fonda. <laughs> I could have saved a lot of time. Yeah. I, uh, I have to admit, when my ancestor was at Ford's Theater when, when Lincoln was shot, and he ran out of the theater and said, Robert Lincoln's father's been shot. <laughs> and people were like, what? And he went, you know, the husband of Mary Todd has been injured. <laughs> and they were like, what? He's like, I'm telling you, why aren't you listening to me? The great grandson of Jebediah Lincoln has been shot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Is that his real grandfather's name? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, 50% chance because 50% of people in the world back then were named Jebediah. That's fair, yeah. Anyway, why babble like this? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, very excited today because uh, someone who I just love hanging out with always makes me laugh. 
uh, a giggling fool and a hilarious, hilarious, multi-talented gentleman is joining us, Mr. Bill Hader. Hey, Bill. You got a podcast and podcast people get real on podcast. Okay, well, let's get real, man. Let's get fucking. Let's get yeah. into the dirt. You know, first of all, no swearing. Second of all, <laughs> this is mostly for children. But second of all, you know, we're not going to have any joking around during this thing, okay? Because this is a chance for us to find out who the real Bill Hader is and get. So we're not going to fuck around. And I just we're swore. Gonna to, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. No, no. no. But every time you, we swear, it's like. It's like, so anyway, man, I was, you know, I was doing drugs and I was really hating myself, you know, and I was just so up and. <laughs> it's hard to understand. Uh, Conan tried to get real with Bill Hader. And I think I only heard every third word. Yeah, it got really real, and it was a lot of great sound effects too. Like, when I was a guy, when I was a kid, I've never talked about this before, but there was an uncle I had, and he came over when my parents weren't home, and I've never told anyone. But and then he would, and then one time. Well, that's all the time we have, Bill. That was that's a lot of fun. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> wow, we really got into it with Bill. He left a shell. He was a shell when he was just a shell when he left. I've never told anybody about any of this, kid. and I'll never say it ever again. And even your therapist listens. I didn't understand a word. It's like, look, oh. yeah, if it's just someone. <laughs> all right, now let's get into it, man, because, whoa, whoa. you know, this is the problem I have on you with all your noises and your shtick. Yeah. And there's always the danger that we won't have a real conversation. All right. You know, and uh, that can't happen. That's us in life. I know. <laughs> we go out to dinner yeah. sometimes, and it's just pure foolishness the whole yeah. time. Right. Hello, sir. Why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What did you say recently that we both have a fondness for? We have a crutch, which is antiquated terms. I prefer fondness to crutch. <laughs> but I... <laughs> it is like, it's I true. just right down, and we were arguing, we were doing a bit of arguing with each other, and I said, my seconds will call on your seconds. And he went, yes, sir. And there's yes. no Fourth one with. else. Yeah. Fourth one. There's no one else I could No, that. I love old telephones. <laughs> I love... Uh, Two of, the, two of the writers that I worked with on The Simpsons, were they were similarly obsessed with, it was Oakley and Weinstein, they were similarly obsessed with old-fashioned, uh, I think, mannerisms and customs. <laughs> and we used to just sit around forever and say things, just talk for as long as we could in 19, late 19th century foolish babble. <laughs> and it was all about the wax, the the... <laughs> The clerk, you know, moved, unfastened his cellophane cuffs and moved the wax cylinder carefully into position. You know, and it was, uh, but they're the ones that came up with Mr. Burns answers the phone. And this was a true thing. I think Edison really wanted people. He thought that the etiquette, and it was Edison or Graham Bell early on, they wanted the, they thought the etiquette of answering a phone should be ahoy hoy. Oh, right, and, yes, and, yes. And so they yeah. had Mr. Burns. Hello, yeah. Instead of hello, they thought it should be ahoy hoy. And then I forget what it was that you replied. Yeah, yeah. It was like ahoy, ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy, and, yeah, it was ahoy back maybe. Ahoy back, yeah, ahoy hoy, ahoy. And then that meant the conversation could begin. And I love the arrogance of saying, this is the telephone, yeah. and this is how it will be used from yes. now and for the next thousand years. Yeah, controlling that. Controlling, yeah. and then people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna say hello. I'm not gonna say, I'm just gonna go, hey, what's uh, up? Hi, Yeah, no, you're not to say sup. Sup. You're not supposed to be. say, you're not to say what's up. You're supposed to say ahoy, and then you say ahoy hoy. You just say K, you say ahoy. <laughs> Can you imagine them reading texts, getting oh really my mad? Oh ahoy hoy text. <laughs> what is this, you up? You up. No. You out? You s- what does you out mean? You, you out. up. You, you out. You up? What do you mean, new phone, who dis? Who dis? Dis. D-I-S. If this is for fornicating, <laughs> then you should say, ahoy hoy. Ahoy Fornication hoy. plea. Fornication plea. Oh, my God. Ahoy hoy. Oh, my God. 
Fornication, please. And then fornication accepted. Forthwith. Forthwith. My area shall meet your area. <laughs> this is how it should have been. We will touch areas forthwith. <laughs> no, I uh, I love all that stuff. Those fucking those uh, the Simpsons jokes at that time too. I've watched my oldest daughter. We watch Simpsons, and those jokes like no one's done anything. Like the just the simplicity of something like when uh, Mr. Burns is shot, and they think that uh, Smithers did it, and Smithers being led out of. Uh, of uh, a court flanked mm-hmm. by cops and all the reporters come up and the first reporter goes, hello, who are you and where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and Ken Brockman goes, damn it, man, do your research. <laughs> no, I'm still, I, I get mad when I see a joke like that. I'm like, that is so simple and perfect. I was. It makes me so mad. I, you know. <laughs> I left there a long time ago and and had this nice thing where I lost touch with The Simpsons for a while. You know, you work there and then you get really busy making your own stuff. And so I, but now through my son, I'm watching Simpsons episodes and he's 13 and he, he loves it. And so yeah. I'll sit, he's not allowed to watch TV during the week, but we're, we on the weekends, we'll watch some Simpsons together and I'll oh, see these jokes. Real that, fucking I'll, slave ship. Brian <laughs> And I'll say, you know, I used to write on this show. I was a big deal back in the day. And, um, but, uh, no, no, I was watching one the other day and there was this joke I had never seen before. And my head writer, Matt, said, oh my God, I love that. I remember that joke. I love that joke. Homer's walking along at night and he passes a, a place and it says, Jim. Have you heard of this? No. And, and it's, it's G-Y-M it's, and it's at night. And Homer goes, Gime? What's a gime? And then he walks inside and there are all these people lifting weights and working on machines and he goes, oh, a gime. <laughs> so, Man, so one, stupid. One of my daughter and I left, that was Lisa wants a dog and there's a bunch of puppies. Yeah. And wise guy, the guy that Hank is there, the guy, hey, yeah. boil. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, um, uh, she goes, uh, I want to buy a puppy. And she goes, which one's the smartest? And he goes, the, that one. And she goes, how do you know? He goes, the, he writes mysteries. <laughs> and she goes, how does he write mysteries? He goes, nah, he figures at the end and he works backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you just go, fuck off. You know That's what I too love? Good. Just as a, uh, there are comics, really, you know, comics who are really brilliant. And then they don't so much love to sit around and, Talk about comedy and laugh. They're just, they're they're very. Uh, uh, I don't know how to put it. There, they. If you were just talking to them normally, you might think, I don't know that this person is in comedy. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. see them, and they become extroverts on stage. Yeah. One of the things that I love about you is you you love making people laugh and also laughing. And and uh, the times I've been with you or. We get dinner with Martin Short, and I'm just crying. I'm just oh my god! But we'll you, but yeah. all but but you will just uh, go in and out of these characters, and you're just enjoying yourself. You're not putting on a show. It's just right. en- it's really fun. Oh, thank you. Well, I, it's all an extension. Me and you and Marty were talking about this. The dinner was. It's a weird extension of. I don't know if you've of of uh, for me it was uh, the lunchroom in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I still feel like that's the funniest I've ever been. And that's the funniest, like, I'm not the funniest guy at my school and my friends by far. It's other people that I'm like, those guys are so much, like, so funny. But it's just that looseness. And I remember being at SNL and for so long being so tight and going, I need to get back to, and and you do go, well, when was I funny? (laughs) You know, and you go, oh, in the lunchroom in high school, I was really funny. Well, what, oh, I need to kind of be, relaxed and I need to kind of be friends with everybody and, and feel like I can kind of fail in front of all these people and a thing doesn't work out and you don't care and you you know that the worst part about SNL is when you first come in and people are doing bits and you're kind of like doing the math in your head of like well I'll say this and then you know and that's death no you know it doesn't work it doesn't work you have to kind of just like roll with it or whatever and I got that way around you the first time we hung out where I'm like oh gosh you know and then and Marty and everything like that you know so it's nice to 
be able to relax. And I see other people go through that. Darcy Carden uh, is a great actress. She's on Barry and Good Place. She was my nanny forever, and I didn't know she was in comedy. And then I went and saw her perform at UCB, and I was like, oh, not only does she do comedy, she's brilliant. Yeah, she is fantastic. And then it was like she relaxed, and now I'm like, I'm almost, you know, I'm like, you're like one of the funniest people. How did I not know you're one of the funniest human beings on the planet, you know? And it, so much of it is just being relaxed. She, uh, I was talking to Darcy once uh, recently, and she just said, yeah, I worked in a like architectural firm once, and you and your wife came in to, to talk to the architect who was there. And, I, and this was back in New York. And I'm always sort of curious, like, I hope I behaved myself. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I think I'm a nice person, and I, I like to put people at ease, and I, I think I'm comfortable in my own skin. But I kind of just said, like, was I okay? And she was like, Oh, you were doing bits the whole time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah, like, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> but not in a bad way, but just like yeah. I was, I was, I was working it with with, and she was a receptionist, I think. And yeah. I thought, oh, needy, eh? Oh, um, needy. You know, but it is that thing that you have to kind of, uh, you realize some of your problem. Like one of the good things about wine, like doing this stuff is, you know, you're making people laugh, and you like you're saying you love laughing yourself and everything. But then the the other bad thing is you you tend to gravitate. In my life, I've gravitated to people who aren't nice to you because you're like, wait, why don't you? Oh, of course. Why don't you like me? Right. <laughs> do you know I, what I mean? Yes, it's like, wait, yeah. but I can be funny. What, well, what about this? And you do a bigger show for them, you know, and they go, mm, next. No. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a girl, and suddenly it was Lauren Michaels. <laughs> no, but you know what's interesting is uh, I, for me, the relaxed thing, uh, it started out. At um, it started out with me because I grew up in a big family at the table on Sundays, and me just trying to make my my brothers and my father laugh. Mm-hmm. And if I could really get my dad laughing so that he was hunched over, yeah. And I I, I was happy, and I knew there would be lunch, Sunday lunches where I would leave the table and go, yeah, no, that today was a I nailed was, it. I really had a hot hand today. And was, <laughs> you know, I come. <laughs> 14 or whatever. What are you talking about? You feel that way as an actor too. It's the same thing where you could get emotional or if you're, every time you're kind of thinking about something at home by yourself, you know what I mean? And no one's around. You're such a better performer than and suddenly people are around, especially in Saturday Night Live, you just, you know, clam up or, I remember my big thing was for impressions, trying to get <clears throat> impressions not to be kind of, um, uh, the only way I could describe it, instead of performing them, it's like acting, them, making them more behavioral, trying to make them sound more like, you know, add the kind of pauses and 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 things that and and the rhythms that are in life, as opposed to, because I would I would watch. I grew up with Dana and Phil Hartman and and all those people, and thinking, well, they've done it better than anybody, you know. And it but it was very performed, and I'm like, can I do something different? You know, and I could do it at in my dressing room by myself. And then the minute I would get out on stage, you just couldn't help but be like, "I want you to laugh." So you would kind of tight, you know, push I would it, push, push it a little it, bit, push and it, tighten push up, push yeah. it, and tighten it, and and tighten up a bit. And it wasn't until I did Rick Perry. Hold. <laughs> We're putting applause in later. Yeah. Okay, good. Lots of applause. <laughs> Big jets. <laughs> Why were those military oh, wow. jets honoring you? That's not what your country can do for you. <laughs> Why? Why? I have a dream. What? Iconic moments are honoring you. The Challenger has exploded. <laughs> oh my God. What Why? is happening? God. Too far. What is happening? Oh going, 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 going. <laughs> Sensor. <laughs> me, and, me and Fred Armis had used to do a bit where we were guys on Lifetime. We were like, it was a Time Life, and we were recording VO for a Time Life thing. It was one of those bits that only made John Mulaney laugh, and then mm-hmm. we tried it on the show, and it died. But it was just us in a recording booth, and you would go, <laughs> you would go, John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. I'm just going to do another one. John Lennon. <laughs> The Dakota. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Can I just do two? The Dakota. <laughs> Mark David Chip. <laughs> And then you would have to figure out what the historical event was. So Fred would Fred did one where he was like, "Day of Infamy," you know, oh, a science teacher, and you're like, "Oh, is it the Challenger explosion?" You know, and you're like, "No," you know, I uh, Jimi Hendrix. Wait, the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Well, this is one of those things that. Uh, we have a lot of things that there are things that we share, and it's not just uh, old timey voices and contraptions, but uh, we're also both. We love murder. Yeah, and I remember yeah. you. Who was the guy you would I like do? Dark. I always go dark, as you just saw. Yeah, yeah. and 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 um, but I, I I love it too. And I think we were talking about this the other day, but it was something I noticed that because we're both we both love crime shows. Yeah, yeah, and. What I've noticed about crime shows is that they need every crime show to fit the same narrative. Yeah. And the same narrative is happy couple and everything was – they had the perfect life. This is, you did this on the show when I was on your show the other day and I lost it. Well, I laughed I, so hard I was at this. thinking about this because they always have to have – I was noticing it. And the narrative has to be they were the perfect couple. They had it all. You know, their friends thought that they were meant for each other. And then it all turned into madness. And, and, and then you would look at it and they would say they were the perfect couple. They shared a very small trailer. <laughs> he was unemployed. She had been employed but had lost her job because of a crack addiction. <laughs> But anyway, they were the perfect. And you're like, no, 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 but no, no, no. These were, you know, the proverbial salad days. Yeah. <laughs> but then things started to go badly. And you're like, no, 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 no. You're, you're. And sometimes it kind of fits. But whenever they would go, they ha- and then they would also do this. They always, they loved it. So like, they had it all. The American dream. He was going to someday buy a boat. They had half a house. <laughs> He had that shovel he always wanted. You're like, well, wait a minute. What, what? what dream is this? What? It's like he finally got the shoelaces for Christmas. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they. I always like um, the people who host those shows are my favorite. The, you oh, know, you did, they the- did Keith Morrison forever who made me laugh. Oh, my God. You did such a – I mean, and he was someone who I thought – when you did that impression, I, I – I saw you do that impression. I thought that's someone who I didn't think anyone would do an impression of. You know, I did it, and you'll it was Downey. I would do it for Jim, Down, Jim, Jim Downey. Downey, the writer. I would legendary do it for, head writer at SNL, and he was just kind of hanging around. I don't even think he was writing anything for the show at that point, but I was doing it, and he goes, "You got to do that on the show." And I went, "I just no one knows who that is." He goes, "You have to do that on the show," and um, so I, but yeah, just Keith Morrison. All those guys, uh, what's his... Um, what, what, what did you pick up on with Keith Moore? I can't remember. Oh, you had this observation that he's was... He's just very, like, <laughs> sing-songy and kind of... So your dad shot you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, Almost like... So that, but he goes, and go, that must have been wild. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the guy... <laughs> Josh Mankiewicz was the guy who always sounds like uh, he's got a cold. And he's always, you could tell Josh Mankiewicz, he's always the one in the most beautiful, like, island, tropic. Any story that takes place in a beautiful place, you could tell Josh Mankiewicz is like, I'm going there. You guys back off. Like, he's always on a beach. Uh He does the same thing every episode. You You could make a drinking game of it. He will go to a person and go, now, most people, when they find their wife dead, they call 911. You didn't do that, did you? <laughs> he does it everything. You didn't do that, did you? <laughs> you got in the hot tub. <laughs> you got in the hot tub with your girlfriend. <laughs> now, most people watching this at home. Yeah, he's always, like, the person's like, I know where you're going with this. I know I should have called 911. Can we just stop with the theatrics? Can we just skip ahead, please? I see what you're doing here. It's very cute, but I I watched the show. I know what you're about to say. But Keith Morrison's the best. Where Keith Morrison, Mulaney will text me sometimes, like, are you watching Keith Morrison right now? Mm -hmm. And one time he said, then there was the DNA. Oh, that pesky DNA. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we, yeah, so we, Rob Klein, another writer on SNL, and, and John Mulaney and I were weirdly just, and Kent, and, uh, yeah, uh, we were just totally obsessed with, with Keith Morrison. I, my, one of my obsessions is, and it's stuff that can't be on the air, but I love, uh, and this may come from the fact that I, I, you know, I grew up with very strict moral code, Irish Catholic family, and so I love riffing off of the very worst thing I could do. Uh-huh. What is the worst thing I could do? And so one of the things I love to do is, is well, Sony, you've seen me do this. I'll walk into Paula Davis's office mm-hmm. and I'll see, uh, I'll see like a, she's got like star magazines and stuff in there. <laughs> and I'll be chatting with her and I'll just be flipping through one. And then I'll, I'll say like, shit, if I'm, I told you guys, if I'm in one of these, <laughs> You shouldn't have it hanging around. And, and I really commit to it. So she gets upset for a second because she thinks that, oh, shit, I left a tabloid out and Conan's in it. And I'm never in tabloids. I don't do anything. But I'll be like, shit, if I'm in this. And she'll be like, what, what? And I'll be like, you know, Conan O'Brien shits pants at Denny's. <laughs> and then she'll start laughing. And, I'll be, and then I'd spend a whole thing where, like, you know, you know uh, the carrot top quipster Conan O'Brien. I always try and have that kind of lingo. Sailed into a Denny's. Big star here, he yelled, shoving an old woman out of the way. You hurt me, said the old woman, and I served in Korea. Fuck you, lady, said O'Brien. You know? I've got a load of diarrhea in my pants, and I'm going to unload it right here on the floor. So you'd shit yourself before you yeah, went exactly. to the Yeah, exactly. And then it was just, and it always involves, there's always a little boy in a wheelchair saying, you know, sir, you're acting, you're, un- you're acting in an uncivil manner. You know, hey there, wheelie. <laughs> hey, Hot Wheels. Hey, Hot Wheels, said Colonel O'Brien to the boy who had, <laughs> who was confined to a wheelchair because of a brave act he performed in the Boy Scouts two years later. Let's see those wheels fly. So, no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park, or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified, unified business, business management, management suite. suite. You yes. said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. The life that's happening in my head is really fun. Yeah. Uh, it, my career is over instantly, thousands of times an yeah. hour. Yeah. But it's, it's really, I, I really enjoy it. I don't know what it is. That's like the other problem with like loving comedy and talking about it is like so much of it is this weird thing of you need a structure or whatever, but you also need that kind of um, that crazy, uh, I can't think of the word, but just um, inspired idea Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. Like that terrible sketch we tried of just saying, you know, guys in the booth just saying John Lennon over and over again, <laughs> you know. Let me or, tell you, one more take. Just one, just wait, one more Yeah, take. we always go, I'm just going to do a three in a row. But we would <laughs> laugh really hard, and I don't know why I'm, like, but we would all just find that funny and right. then try it. And then, and I mean, people, when I was on the show, it was like, Will Forte was the king of that. Will Forte would come up with things that you were like, where did this come from where he would be like a SWAT guy on a date? I remember that. It was Megan Fox and he's this SWAT guy with a haircut and everything. She's like, wow. So what do you, what do you do? You're on the SWAT team. Like, what do you do? And he just was like, yeah, I'm on the SWAT team. (laughs) 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 He said, "Um, but my real passion is I I work on a farm. I work with sheep. And then she goes, "Wow, you you raise sheep?" And he goes, "Yeah." And she goes, "And how do you make money out there?" He's like, "Well, I say, you know, I sell the uh, the pelts and uh, the meat, other things." She's like, "Oh, so you have to kill them?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's really hard." <laughs> <laughs> and it was about him, a SWAT guy, but it had nothing to do with him being a SWAT guy. It's the Jim Downey tells me about. I don't know if you were there when uh, Jack Handy did the Giant Businessman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That sketch, which yep. was. Giant Phil Hartman's a giant businessman. Uh, Tom Hanks. I can't is, remember it very so well. So he's a giant businessman, right? And he's in a, a small apartment. So he's this giant in a small apartment, and and he's in a regular apart kind of person size apartment. And the people next door are being loud, and it's like a punk band. <laughs> and he crawls out into the hallway, and he knocks on the door with his finger. Yeah. And it's Tom Hanks, and he goes, you know, and Phil, the giant businessman says, "Excuse me, could you please be quiet? You're being quite loud." And and Tom Hanks goes, no, and if you do that again, I'll kick your ass. You know, he closes the door, and then giant businessman goes back to his apartment, and he dials a little small telephone, <laughs> and he goes, hello, witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> so he's 50 so, times bigger than Tom so, But it, what made it funny was that it doesn't deliver on its premise right. at all. No, no. <laughs> No. It has nothing to do, him being a giant and him being a businessman has nothing to do with that sketch. When I was at Turn Out Live, I had I had the office next to Jack Handy and I was so I would look forward to his sketches the way a kid like listens for the ice cream truck. He's, yeah, the, those sketches were he, insane. Because they were insane and just so and he came up with Tunsis the Cat and there's all these Insane and, sketch. And Frozen Caveman Lawyer, which oh. is yes, amazing. Yes, So many great things. I remember he came up with one about, <laughs> about there's so many cool, uh, I remember just thinking, how'd you think of that? But there was an era of Westerns in the 1960s where everyone had a specialty. So like, there was the <laughs> rifle man who was really good with a rifle. Then there was a guy who was, you know, he was, everyone had a different, a, a really good gambler. Everyone had like, a, had to have a really cool skill. 
And this is a guy whose name was Johnny Acid. <laughs> and he carried vials of acid on him. And so peop, a guy would be provoking him in, in, in a Western bar. And they'd be like, hey, hey, hey Greenhorn. And, 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 and he'd just be trying to enjoy his drink. And then suddenly he'd, he'd, he'd turn around and he'd whip out one of his vials and throw it at the guy who deserved it because he was, a, I mean, deserved some kind of punishment. But he threw acid on the guy and the guy was like, ah, ah, And everybody around the person was like, oh my God, that's terrible. That's awful. And no one, no one thought what Johnny Acid was doing was cool. He was throwing acid on people. God, Jack Candy. Jack Candy would write, yeah, I mean, we still, I mean, we, Alec Berg and I will get into a full deep thoughts quoting thing where we'll remember our favorite deep thoughts and just like lose our minds and. That was one of the coolest. Oh, some moments. of the, a good deep thought was so great. Well, they're just so perfectly worded. Like it's so much in the the structure of it. Like when yes. you're writing, so, so I could I was never good at like writing jokes, yeah. like writing on a piece of and like oh, but the you know, or like Mulaney or people I met like David Tell or people like that who could just riff on a thing and it, it, they speak in jokes. Yes. But the way that Handy wrote those, like, oh man, that is word for word perfect. There was laid one. Out. I'm going to butcher it. I hope I don't butcher it. But he had one deep thought, which was, and I think it was something like this: I don't know why everyone got so upset when I rushed to give the president my chocolate gun. <laughs> like, oh, that's a terrible idea. He, of course they got upset. He had one that, the one that we laugh at was, uh, every time I see a thing out of the corner of my eye, scuttle across the room, climb up my leg and latch its fangs onto my neck, I have to laugh because <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> first time I, I think it was one of the first times you helped us out. We were on the late night show and you were, I think, very new at SNL and we had a, a goofy Halloween special we were going to do, a Halloween episode. And they told me that you agreed to do the Vincent Price voiceover. Yeah, I did for, yeah. And it was a fantastic Vincent Price. Oh, thanks. And I remember just being delighted that you helped us out. No, that was huge. I mean, I I told you this, but when I was, oh gosh, 15, um, my friend Jake Thomas and I would, after school, go to his house. He lived across the street from where we went to high school. And he taped your, it was your first season your show was on. And he taped it and we would sit and watch it and eat macaroni and cheese and watch every episode of the show. And I was saying, you know, growing up, loving comedy and my dad and would you know watch letterman and things mm-hmm. like that it was like oh this is like the first thing that's mine that like my dad's not gonna get and my parents are gonna get all the jokes but i get like the lady and the soundproof yeah thing you know all you know all these great things that we just were like this is so our thing so when i got to they asked me to do that do you want to do the thing for conan i was like oh my gosh you crazy you know and i you know, I thought that was the I was a huge thing. And then the very first talk show I was ever on was yours. And I think I was so nervous I didn't sit down the whole time. I'm just kind of like <laughs> up. I watch it. I'm like, my I'm up like this the whole time. Like, you keep oh, getting yeah, yeah. up out of that. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. And then like, you know, and blah, 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 I'm just like, <laughs> you know, just so freaked out. And I think at the break I was like, I like history too. <laughs> like be my friend. And I said, you're not to speak to me. Why are you looking me in the eyes, young man? <laughs> Andy, do you smell shit? I do. <laughs> oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. It's in the shape of a human being. It's a of a featured player on Saturday Live. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't speak complete fucking moron. I can't understand what you're saying. I wish I had done that to you. I don't speak your language. I don't speak that dumb moron language. I'm a highfalutin talk show host. <laughs> I've always wanted to, like, especially with someone like you who would get it, do, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to do it the first time, but if you tried to engage me in the commercial break, just completely lose it on you. You're not to speak to me. And then call my executive producer, Jeff Ross. <laughs> Yes, I. 
It spoke to me. Uh, it was warned. I, I am so sorry. Uh, we had the conversation um, a fortnight ago. Uh, shit. Um, uh, very well. well. We'll get him away. Don't get him out of here. I want to. See, I want him here. I want him to see this. <laughs> Next Paul time. Paul you're getting. No, but, yeah, I was so, oh, my God, nervous. But, yeah, just uh, that was the coolest thing. And then going up, and I remember, you know, uh, uh, Kristen Wiig, I just did Conan. I just did the Conan. I was kind of the first one of our group to do a talk show. Yeah, it's cool. And it was cool. It was like, I was like, this is amazing. And then the next week, Lazy Sunday happened, and everybody was like, who are these other people? (laughs) It was all, yeah, it was a different thing. I mean, when when the cupcake thing blew up. What yeah, Andy's, Andy's Andy's thing blew yeah. up, and we were like, the rest of us were like, not. And it was a different time too, which was interesting. Was I think none of us were like um, angry, or j- it was just like more of an envious, like, oh man, that'd be, oh wow, did you see that? We'd never been that close to a thing that was like a phenomenon. Yep. And we were like, wow, that was so cool. And then I think it speaks to our class that people kept having that, like when bridesmaids happened, we all were like, whoa, Kristen, your movie is like. <laughs> like huge you know but it was always a place of uh respect and happy for our friend or friends you know yeah it was always a nice it was a nice thing but i remember that i remember andy going on his mark after lazy sunday premiered the next show he did and got an applause break and we were all like whoa my god that's so cool you know but you know at the time you know you're just like this is also that was one of that was one of the early massive viral comedy hits. It was the you first know, thing that it came out, and I went, this is awesome. Um, what's this site that it's on? YouTube. Like, it was the first YouTube video anybody ever sent me was Lazy Sunday. I'd never seen a YouTube video before. So that's, I mean, it was huge. Right. And now uh, now my kids don't even speak to me. They All they do is say, watch this video. <laughs> yeah. And they, they're holding their laptop. And I'll say, well... You know, and then they'll hit play, and it's a eighteen minute comedy video, and they know it by heart, but they want me to watch all of it. And sometimes yeah. I think, you know, I'd like to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'd do like this. to hear what happened in your day. Um, yeah. Look at this. Look, no, I've seen the Hindenburg explode. <laughs> no, <laughs> but look, <laughs> I've seen the Zapruder yeah. film. No, but no, watch I've it all the way through. No, 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 no. Well, watch this. There's a third shooter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I don't want to see no, this right now. I saw this. I know. I know this. But do you ever feel though, like as I remember in SNL, we would watch like like a, a news blooper and go, "I'll never. We can't beat that. How the fuck do you beat that? That thing is so." it's real and it's a, I remember Andrew Steele I showed him the news blooper where the woman goes this man climbed at Mount Everest but he's gay I'm sorry he's not gay he's blind <laughs> yes I love that <laughs> but, and, and Andrew Steele didn't laugh he just stared at it and he went how the fuck did we beat that no, you know what I mean I, he was like that's so fucking funny how am I gonna you know I made him mad I say this all the time, which is the business changed. And I don't believe in complaining about things just change, but now it is, uh, it's, we get a lot of really funny people together and we work hard to try and make some funny stuff and put it on the air every night. And we're not competing against other late night shows. In my opinion, we're competing against 8 billion people in the world. Yeah. And how do you beat, out of 8 billion people who were shooting on their phones pretty much all the time, one of them's grandmother is going to uh, slip on a turtle <laughs> yeah. and go head first into a vat of caramel, and it's going to be the funniest yeah. thing you ever saw. Yeah. Or someone at a wedding is going to try and do a handstand yeah. and explode into flames. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be like, that's the funniest thing. I Yeah, I mean, the uh, any news blooper makes me laugh or uh, – but even people just doing comedy, like the well, the party bros, have you seen yeah, those videos yeah. where the guys go in front of the, like, we go in front of city councils. Yeah. And they're like, hey, how are you? So we just want to say, like, you know, we want to have, have a bill about, you know, house parties and, like, the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> and it's just a bit they're doing, but it's so funny. And it's playing, it's like, it's, and it's playing out like, um, uh, it's a theater piece. They're yeah. doing like a live performance piece. Yeah. Well, it's all council. That's what they say. And it <laughs> always makes me laugh. Um, 
But then, like, the nice thing is then I also, like, watch, we were talking about the other day, like, Tim Robinson's new show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you should leave. Like, when I saw that, it was just cool seeing a guy that I knew on Saturday Night Live who, you know, was a, an actor, and then he got, you know, however you want to look at it, you got he became a writer on the show. They didn't think he was working as an actor, and then he was a writer, and then he did the show The Detroiters, and which was hilarious. And it's just so awesome to see his show in the midst of all this stuff. Me now, I've since that show's aired, I've had so many people send me clips of it. Oh, it's getting it, so much attention. And people coming yeah. up and going, did you see this? And so it made, that makes me happy that in this world of, as you said, we're competing against the whole right. <laughs> human race, there's still room for a new sketch voice to come in or a voice that is doing that and you go oh my god or broad city or whatever yeah. it is you know? i like it when the right thing happens yeah that's i i just feel like oh there the world does make sense when a really funny person uh and it, it, it exists and somehow in all the noise and madness yeah they find a way to get their message out there and it resonates and people are like hey yeah no to check that out yeah, yeah it's like that's why i love like Broad City was that way, for, you know, and and uh, and and you know, just things like that where you kind of go, oh, is are people still interested in this? And I like that my, you know, when I saw the his the first episode of that, I just was like, I stood up. I was like, oh, I'm so happy that this exists. If I was, you know, I'm a fan of it now, but you know, I had that feeling you have when I first saw your show. You're 15, and you're like, and you're doing the bits the next day for people, and right. you know, and all that. It's so funny when, when people your generation, and it means a lot to me, I love it, but when people your generation, as you or Mulaney, talk about watching the show and, and liking what I was doing when you were 15, and I think, I wish I had known. <laughs> Not just because we were kind of in a vacuum, and yeah. people at NBC you know, for at least a couple of years weren't thrilled about what we were doing, and they were much older than me, so they didn't yeah. understand what we were doing, and I remembered it feeling very... Uh, well, we think this is really funny, but it took a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, and you, I, I sometimes wish you guys had time machines and you could go back yeah. and go, we're big comedy stars yeah. from 2019. <laughs> Leave this show alone. He's doing the right thing. Leave our Conan alone. Yeah. Ready, dog? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you have no proof that you're huge comedy stars in yeah. 2019. Yeah. Where's your proof? Look yeah. at this iPhone. What? <laughs> yeah, shoot me. Gun! <laughs> he just had an iPhone. You killed Bill Hader in 2019. The future hasn't actually been affected at all. I guess the butterfly effect isn't here. Someone uh, else is starring in Barry. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Rain Wilson is. <laughs> Wow. Oh, well, that that turned out okay, universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they um no, it's true though. And now I I'm I feel the same way where I've had people come up to me and I I I meet somebody and and they'll go, "Oh man, you know, I was in college when and when you guys are doing a, you know, documentary now and now mm -hmm. they're and and influenced this thing and so we're trying to do this documentary now type thing and they're this, you know, 20 something filmmaker. And them saying how much it influenced them. And we always felt like exactly what you're saying. We made it in a vacuum and it came out and no one really cared. And right. you were like, cool. Well, we made it for us. We liked it. <laughs> you know. We did get a check. Uh, yeah. We got a check. <laughs> this was cool. I, you bought, know? I bought some burritos with it. Yeah. It's like, all right. Well, we got a couch. But uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the scene, I had, like I said, I had a meeting with this guy and just hearing him and I had the exact same feeling you did. I'm like, I wish you would have come by the set and said, good work, guys. <laughs> right, know? right. Because at times you- Well, I don't think just, people you know. know. People don't know. They assume that if you're on TV and you're saying things and getting laughs, that all is right in your world. Yeah. And they don't know that that's what it looks like. But from your perspective, you feel like you're hanging on by your fingernails sometimes. Oh my God, yeah. And I know you had a ton of anxiety uh, at SNL. And, oh, yeah. and, and And in your career, and I have too, and I've talked a lot about it, just how much I try to tell people almost like I'm proselytizing. Um, when you look at other people and envy them, be careful. Yeah. Because you don't know 
how it feels to them. And they often in that moment, it takes years sometimes to figure out, oh, I guess I was doing some okay work back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I didn't know people liked it that much. Right. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah, that was all right. You know, I always. And then just then someone drives by in a Prius and is like, you suck now. Yeah, no. Right now. Today. Today you suck. But May yesterday 9th, was 2019. Good. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I one time was walking down the street um, with my mother-in-law of the time and a car pulled up and a cab driver pulled down the thing and went, hey, SNL, you and your show fucking suck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah, and I was like, oh, and she went, what was that? And I go, oh, that's Rick. <laughs> good kid, oh, good I, save. I know him. I know all the cab drivers. <laughs> I just didn't know what to say, but it was like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you are like a hometown team in New York, and then like if it's not working, fucking people will let you know. Or even if it isn't working that week. That's what I mean. Yeah, that week it was like, ugh. Laughed again at Stefan, huh? All right, it's been a little, little shady, buddy. <laughs> you yeah. know? Thanks, cab driver. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you. It's like, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was very strange. But I, I, I totally, that is very true, because I will go up to people like you or Marty or people like, oh, you have no idea what your thing meant. And they always, oh, thank you, thank you. But there's always this feeling like, Really? That yeah. thing? Yeah. You really like that thing, huh? Yeah. All right, because my experience was it was, we busted our ass and no one liked it. Yeah. Cool. Or I didn't know people liked it, yeah. Yeah, there was a movie Hot Rod I did, and I've had so many people come up to me and go, oh my God, Hot Rod, Dave and Hot Rod, we love that. And, you know, I remember when that movie came out, we got like a 30 in Rotten Tomatoes and every, in the box yeah. office, was it lost a lot of money and we were all depressed and like, oh, geez, oh, wow, this didn't work. And now... You know, I'll be at a Q&A and I go, oh, yeah, hot rod. And it's like, you know, and yeah. you just, you have I did no a, idea. Uh, I did a lot of pornography in 91. <laughs> oh, I remember and that. And I didn't hear, but I never heard anything. Yeah, the Red no one, Rocket series. The I Red Rocket. That, and know. I never heard, no one ever said, at the time, at the time, no one ever said anything about it. And yeah, now if I'm yeah. somewhere, they're like, fuck yeah. Red Rocket. Red Rocket, you saved my marriage. You saved my <laughs> And I just wish they're like, instructional. I wish people did those really <laughs> instructional. No one porn. said anything. It was like a learning to play guitar video. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This. <laughs> We're gonna start. Okay. Here's what you need. Here's what you need. Um, what I usually do. I mean, everyone's different. <laughs> <laughs> I hold it this way. I hold it this way. You go it that way. I mean, it really doesn't matter. So here we go. It's gonna be simple. <laughs> And it's all done. <laughs> and that's how it's done. Uh, I think we're out of time, which, uh, which is sucks because this is uh, so easy and fun. Wow, uh, you want are... to do it again, man. No. No? All right. I fucked that. Back. I fucked it up. <laughs> I knew I'd fuck this back. up somehow. Yeah. No, you'll never be back. Let's uh, have a second date. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I got your fucking number. I want a second date. So that, that doesn't go over well in this new no, era. No, no, no. Um, but, uh, and huge congrats on, uh, you know I'm a giant Barry fan. Thank and you. I love the, the, the mix that you and uh, Mr. Berg and your team have done. You've got this great mix of, of uh, pathos and tension and also it can be so funny and I just think you've made this nice cocktail oh thank you it man. blends really well and uh, uh, for your consideration thing you you hosted for us was huge that was awesome and, and I was happy so no I was I was I hosted a thing for the the Barry cast because I just I'm such a fan of the show and that was so cool um, and Alec was, the co-creator used to write for you and so he was really you know touched and like he was like oh wow it was so awesome yeah it all came full circle no it was cool and now I can die Oh, wait. Oh, wow, everybody. I know you can't see this at home, but Conan is uh, disintegrating. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. Uh, all right. Well, you're a uh, man. You uh, you always bring me joy. That's, oh, all, thanks, I can, that's all I can say. You, make, you bring me endless joy, and uh, let's hang soon. All right. On this show, again, because I'll be on again. No, that's not happening. Ah, <laughs> shit. You're, uh, it's not happening. You will never be on another podcast. I know where you... I picked you up, motherfucker. I know where you live. <laughs> Thank you.
You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky-high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com/conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com/conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self-Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT self-setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, <laughs> you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. We're in the home stretch of this season of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, so I think it's good that we do a state of the podcast and just see, assess where we're at. Things are going well. Do you have any questions or comments? Wait a minute. You just breezed over things are going well. <laughs> I don't, as you know, I, I wear many hats. I do the show, the TV show, and I do the travel shows and uh, do some touring. And so I don't know what's going on with the podcast. And I try and get answers and... Uh, no one says anything, so let's have it out. <laughs> well, things are going very well. You have a perfect five-star average rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Is five the best you can get? That's the most stars. There's not even space for another star. Okay. You, you might be the one that has them add a sixth star. Oh. Let's see if we can talk to them about adding a sixth star. <laughs> oh, it's never good enough. Well, I'm just saying, but then if there's, there's even seven? a chance that they will, wouldn't that blow other people's minds? Yeah. That would freak out the other podcasts. If like, suddenly I got six and another podcast had five, and it, let's say it's a great podcast, a fantastic podcast, but they've got five, and we just, through sheer grade grubbiness, and sort of bothering and 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 manipulating and maybe spreading a little money around, we got a six-star rating. Well, what if that space for the six-star was there, but it didn't color in, like it only went to half a star, so you got five and a half out of sixes? Is that a concern? That would enrage me. <laughs> You're taking the perfect score that you have right yeah, now, and you want you want to jeopardize that by adding a six-star. Yeah. That's silly. So that's good. People seem to like it. That's good. Um, The podcast gets around a million downloads per episode in its first basic podcast cycle, which is tremendous. That's That's very good. Incredible. For podcasting, it's really good. The guests have been phenomenal. I love the guests. And and that's the state of... (laughs) Well, let me me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you something, because I think you're missing the point, Gorley, if I can call you Gorley. It's my name. You are a numbers guy, and what I like to do is just go by... Excuse me. Couldn't someone's be farther from the truth. Someone's talking. Okay, sorry. Uh, what I like to do 
is go by how it feels. <laughs> Okay. And it feels good. Yeah. I will say that. I, I really enjoy, I have thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast. It's one of uh, the most satisfying experiences I've had in all my years oh, nice. in comedy. I really enjoy doing it. I really enjoy talking to all the guests. I love this intimate format. Uh, I, I, I do enjoy working with you, Sona. Oh, thanks, Conan. And That's nice. Yeah. I enjoy working with you. Thank you. And, and, and Gorley's here. <laughs> and um, I'm kidding. You know, I you know I give I like to give you. I grew up with a lot of brothers, and we give each other a hard time. Yeah. And so that's a sign of affection when I give you a hard. Am time. I a younger I, brother or an older brother to you? Uh, you're a younger brother. So you, you and that's you, why you pick. and you go missing in about a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I told you not to play in those woods, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> This is tough because I had an older sibling who was a bit of a bully. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, is that true? Uh-huh. So do I remind you of him sometimes? As a her, but yeah. Oh, my God. No, and, and probably... she, she, this was when we were kids. She's, she and I couldn't be closer now. I love her to mm-hmm. death. And right, that's called the uh, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> it is, yeah. You, your no, tormentor she, becomes she your best nothing, friend. Yeah. And she, Jenny, it has done... Did nothing that uh, siblings didn't do when they were kids. She's tremendous. My brother tormented me too. Yeah. 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 He actually prepped me for this job. Really? If I didn't have Danny, I don't know how long I would have lasted in this job. That's a good point. So I actually, thankful to my sister. Jenny, uh, Jenny trained you essentially to do this. Yeah. I mean, no one could fully train you for this. No, I am the ultimate, you got to admit I'm the best at, uh, at uh, teasing, tormenting. You're uh, creative. Yeah, what a Very title. creative. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, it's something. Yeah, that's you true. You know, it's good to be the best at something. <laughs> um, no, I really, I, I really enjoy uh, working with you, Same. Matt, and with you, Sona, and I think we have a nice thing going here, and it's, uh, it's hard to believe that we were almost done with a season. How many have we done? We've at done, at, at this point, we've recorded, I think, 20... Six or seven, and what are we? How many are we? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. So we're in the final stretch. Wow. Are we coming back for a second season? Oh, that's funny that you say that because we talked beforehand and decided we wouldn't mention that on the air. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, are you high or something? I was last night. It you could were be here. A residual highness. You were here, and we. I Adam didn't pay Sachs, attention. Adam Sachs brought that up and said, "No, don't mention that because <laughs> oh. we we're going to dis- you know that's not something we would announce yet." Sorry, Adam. And then you take this big dramatic pause. <laughs> And probably inhale some of that sweet dew that's still in your lungs from last night. I ate it. It was uh, was an edible. It was. It was was a gummy. Yeah. I'm sorry, Adam. I honestly wasn't paying attention. No, no. That's. Don't worry. I will tell you. You're going to edit this out, obviously. No, not necessarily. We can leave it as a mystery. This is a mystery. We haven't said if we are or not. And so, as always, Sona, uh, your you your accident. You know, that's how penicillin was discovered. It was an accident. So uh, you're welcome, yeah. world. Yeah, some mold grew on a, a agar plate, and wow. uh, they just noticed, oh, look, uh, it's uh, defeating the uh, bacteria around it. Hmm, maybe mold. Hey, that's penicillin. So you just saved millions and millions of lives. You're welcome. With your... Well done. Bungling. It's been really fun. I don't know that I can do another season. I've... Given so much of myself in this one. Have you? I really haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad things are going well. Yeah. I'm happy. So you're saying the state of the show is good. The state of the show is excellent, I think. Okay, very, yeah. good. And, very good. And that's, um, we started strong and it's continued to grow. And that's just my annual shareholder report to you, the boss. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. People like us. Right. What's yeah. What are you doing? You're doing like an origami thing with I'm a piece of paper. fanning out the, I'm folding it. Yeah, we just That's, established that you weren't paying attention yes. to crucial details. <laughs> and I look over and you're like making some, what looks like a very bad origami with a piece of paper and... Decorating it. You're high. I'm not high right now. No? I'm not. Do your parents know that you occasionally do, uh, indulge in the doobage? Yes, that was not a great conversation. Because my mom asked me in a way, which was like, do you... Uh, do you do it? And I was like, yeah, I have a prescription. This is before. And then the next day they had a full blown intervention almost where, uh, she was like Gil, which is my dad's name. And he's like, we just think that that'll lead to other things. And I was like, I'm, I'm like 32 years old. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. If I was going to do meth, I would have done meth already. Have you done meth? No, I haven't done meth. 
No. Just, I did. Why do you get so defensive? Because it's not the logical next step, is not meth. What is the logical next step after I don't marijuana? Know. Coke? I guess. Ecstasy? Coke. Molly? Maybe ecstasy. What about pills? You know, uh, Black Bennies or Red Johnnies? The Devil's Horns, Yellow Jackets. I'm sorry, a film noir villain just walked in. Uh, what about those? The Stop Hoppers? <laughs> Stop Hoppers. What about them? Now I'm, now I'm at Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> Pink Ladies. No, I mean, really. You've you done any... Uh, no, I've only... Ever- you ever do a Joey Haha? Those are fantastic. <laughs> Joey Ha. I'm a pill expert. I know uppers, downers. You want to goofballs? That's another one, goofballs. Yeah, that's right. I goofballs feel like you take a, a lot of goofballs. You got me. <laughs> Zing. Uh, this is awful. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the state of the podcast is good, but now I'm a little concerned. It's yeah. not good. No, not no. Now. I mean, yeah. it might be good on the outside, but right. here in this room, it's yeah. a disaster. That's right. It Always is. led yeah. by the uh, uh-huh. no, incomparable by? Conan O'Brien. I am <laughs> king disaster. <First> of all, <laughs> I have no foreign matter in my bloodstream, so I'm fine. Uh, you're the one here that's uh, was just in the alley. Swallowing a handful of uh, Stab Gobbers, um, Jack Spratts, Holy Hanukkahs, Mademoiselles, Dibble Doppers, uh, Flat Hoppers, Mojoppers. You're just rhyming oppers. Like, you're just rhyming a bunch of things. It's not good anymore. Sorry. Your improv got a little bad at the end. But you know why? Because it's so high on. Bliffstoffers. <laughs> Gobfoffers. It's rhyming again. John Groffers. John Groffers. Named after your former head writer. Yeah. Okay. Those will get you whacked how, out. How much for a bag of John Groffers? <laughs> Give me some John Groffers. Oh, get out of here, man. So the podcast is doing yeah, this well, may be but the at last what episode. expense? Right. At what expense to the two, two of us? Our I just personal checked. expense. We are yeah. down to two stars. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they added that sixth one. <laughs> They've, they've added 15 stars and we're down to two. The oh, worst shit. reviews come from me and Matt. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got to make, we should go in there and do personal reviews. I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm glad both of you are in my life and then I figured out a way to monetize it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Peace out. Shadrach. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blayert and the show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.